Alright, and welcome to the very, very first Whole Lot of Nothing podcast where myself, Jamie Lee, and my boy Roland Prince will be talking about Dang. a whole lot of nothing. Sometimes we'll be talking about nothing till nothing's enough. Sometimes we'll be talking about nothing till nothing turns into something. But there's always going to be something in this bu- big box of nothingness. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, welcome. And if you're one of the seven and a half ears that are listening to this, then thank you so much. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so one thing that we're trying to do with this podcast, we're trying to do it either once or twice a week and we're just going to chat. We really don't want to script these out. We don't even, for the most part, want to have topics that we're going to talk about. We just want to have smooth, elegant, fantastic, buttery conversation and just see where it takes us. So for today, literally nothing has been planned. Like we didn't even have like a meeting before this. No, he he literally texted me on Monday and he was like, yo man, do you want to just do a podcast on Wednesday? I'm like, yeah, sure. I don't got clients till eight. You can come in before that. And he's like, yeah, sure. Cool. So he comes in, we have nothing planned. We literally sat down and we're just like, all right, I got the mic set up. Let's just do a podcast. And he, he sat down and he was like, yo, I got a name for the podcast. And I'm like, what is it? And he's like, a whole lot of nothing. And I'm like, all right, perfect. That that's ideal. That's an ideal name for our podcast because that's what we're fucking doing. Just a whole lot of nothing, just chit chatting. But uh, what's been going on with you lately, bro? How you been doing? Oh, you know, life um, life's been good, and you know, like I will say, I'm pretty. I'm stoked to start a podcast because I'm a talker, just like you. Same, yeah. And yeah. just having an opportunity, just to like even just have something where we can speak and chat, just on a weekly or twice a week basis, would be. Pretty cool, and yeah. I guess I'll go back to like what we were talking about with like whole lot of nothing. I was driving on my way here, maybe about twenty minutes ago. I was like, "Man, we need a name for the podcast. Like, what should we call it?" And I was like, "Well, I can imagine that the two of us are going to be talking a lot about our like our career goals and aspirations, and kind of like the process that we're on to like trying to achieve those." Hundo. And I was like, "You know what? Like, what do we have in terms of our goals?" And I was like, "Absolutely nothing." And I was like, "What do we have in terms of like content that we are planning on?" And I was like, "Nothing." And I was like, it's perfect. We're just going to do a whole lot of nothing. So it's pretty generic. But every week or twice a week is going to be uh, interesting and fun conversations. Could be could be about women, you know? Could be about could ladies. Could be about anything. Like, could, honestly, uh, anything. Could be about sports. Could be about politics. Like, you know, like I'm a, we're both pretty diversified people in terms of our interests. So Speaking of politics, uh, did you hear Kanye's most recent statement saying that he finally understands how he's been used to spread a message that he doesn't necessarily believe in as a black man? No, I didn't hear that. So, I think I saw part of it, but I like I might have saw like a headline of a tweet or an article, but I never actually looked into it. So it actually was a tweet that he tweeted out that he's going to be distant. Hold on. I'm going to actually pull up the actual tweet just so we don't get any like wrong paraphrasing here. But basically the tweet was regarding how he I'm just I'm just going to read it. Hold on. See, this is like where the third person in the podcast that we don't have because, you know, like we just don't would be really beneficial. Like, you know, Joe Rogan has his Jamie. Yep. And it's just like, yo, hit us up with these facts. And, like, your whole point is to be Google. You know what we need in here? Like, I'll uh, I'll bring next time my uh, my Google Home speaker. I'm fucking dead. I might be getting a Google Home in here just because it's so much easier. And I might be getting those, like, socket things, too, to, like, turn on my lights and whatnot. So then I can just walk in and go, like, Alexa, turn on my lights. And then my lights will turn on, my color-changing lights and even my, my ambience lights. So I don't, need, I don't need to run to the other side of the room. 
turn off a light after I come to this side of the room and turn on the lights because it's gonna be pitch black. Anyway, there's just a bunch of switches. Are those shit. things like good enough to be like, yo, Alexa, turn on the green lights and it'll turn on the green lights, or is it just gonna be like no. generic? It's pretty generic. It's just gonna like because you have to get the um, the the little wall attachment that goes in the wall with it that pairs to your Alexa, so that when you say or or Google Home or one of the what are those smart home devices anyway, it pairs to that and then it it'll you'll say yo turn this on and then you name that the uh, the little wall adapter thing after whatever it's plugged into and it'll it'll turn that on but anyway to the kanye tweet the the actual tweet is my eyes are now wide open and i realize i've been used to spread messages that i don't not do not believe in i am just distant oh my god i can't even speak jesus here we go we're gonna try this one more time my eyes are now wide open and i realize i've been used to spread messages i don't believe in i'm distancing myself from politics and completely focusing on being creative with three exclamation points so what are your th- what, yeah, what do you, yeah, what do you think's coming? This. Yeah, like what do you what do you think he's gonna this, do? Like, I look at this tweet. I think it's less what he's gonna do because I don't care what he does. Honestly, like I really like if he goes out and makes music, if he goes out and like continues his fashion line, like go, go do go do you, Kanye. The thing that I have a problem with that, and mm-hmm. I look at that, it's like no, those weren't those were your thoughts. Nobody else like planted those thoughts there. That was all you. Yeah. Basically, what he got, what happened to him is he got caught, and it was really shitty for his branding for his music for his fashion for his personal brand for kim's brands for all the other associated brands that are with that which is billions and billions of dollars and when you're talking about even if it's a small five percent hit on like those companies you're talking about something that's huge so i just look at it as like a big branding failure on kanye's part for being aligned with the the maga campaign and just it's just foolishness. Like I don't I'm I'm not convinced that the man is was not believing or was, feels like he was forced to believe in something. Like I'm just not. Mm. I think he's a free-thinking human being. If you look at every one of his tweets, that's probably the one thing that stands out the most is like he's a free-thinking a very human, free-thinker, especially yeah. in his music and especially mm-hmm. in his fashion and everything he's he's done, he's he's a free-thinker and every interview he's ever had, he'll He'll talk about that. So what I don't understand is all of a sudden he's going back on that just because it's a bad PR move. Uh, I honestly don't know what he's what he's really think. I really don't think it was actually him behind that whole realize. Like I don't think him now saying I'm distancing myself from politics was his decision. I really think that there was a team behind him because he's a part of one of the biggest families, if not the biggest family in U.S. pop culture. And yes. I feel like a member of his team was like. Yo, we've gotten you the amount of like clout that you've wanted to get, the, the and, and the pub the view in the public eye that you wanted to get, and now you're you're uh, uh, someone who you Google Kanye West, he's even bigger than he was like what even a year ago. He's fucking eat way bigger, and I feel like this the whole him linking with Trump and saying controversial things. I do believe yes, there was a lot of that that was motivated by his own thought process, but I do believe partially at least or i don't have any proof of this it's just it's just a thought that's coming out of my head i do believe that there was a team behind him that was oh sorry i just bumped the mic uh there's a team behind him that told him like yo all right you're you're gonna do this you're gonna be going into here and that's what i believe the being used part of this conversation or this tweet comes from and you're gonna go and you're going to spread your own message but do it with with donald trump and he thinks it gave him the illusion of free thinking and then now they're telling him yo this is our bad. We messed up again, giving him the illusion that he was still a free thinker, that he was still a person that was in control, but really he was just being used. And now he's tweeting this to kind of save face and probably was even told to tweet something along these lines to save face. And I really think that he's just like the, the, this entire 
the kerfuffle that's gone on with him and Trump as like friends. And then now they're just suddenly not like, I, I think this was all planned from the beginning, but I, again, I don't have any proof. Yeah, no, it's like, it's definitely like, I feel like the strongest way to kind of make an opinion on this is just based off intuition. It's tough to actually like gather facts for something like this. Yeah. My intuition is leaning towards, uh, there was probably certain parts of the Trump campaign and the MAGA campaign that he agreed with. Mm -hmm. Um, especially the fact that Kanye's explicitly said that he wants to run for president one day. Mm -hmm. I think he, he's attracted to the fact that he's a non-traditional, I would say candidate, but now president. Mm -hmm. Uh, he's non-traditional. He comes from a more Hollywood-like background, a background of business as well. Very Mm -hmm. similar to Kanye. Very similar. And I think part of it was to align himself with someone of that status and of that background so that if he ever does decide in the future, which who knows if he will or not, to go that route into whether that's a presidential election or more into politics. Really or, hope he does not run for president because that that would oh my god. But sorry, continue. That, that's a that's another conversation. A completely for another, other day. conversation. But I think I think part of it was aligning himself with somebody who kind of comes from that same background, and I'm not talking the background of like growing up in Chicago, whereas Trump grew up in like you know what was it Queens like I honestly don't with a know. small loan of a million dollars like I'm I'm just not convinced that was it but I think it's the similar celebrity background mm-hmm. that they're both coming from and if he wants to make a move into politics aligning yourself with somebody that did that um I think he was it, that's I what I think he looked up to mm. now I also this is again my intuition so I just want to clarify that it's not based off of any facts but my intuition is telling me that Kanye was not exactly well versed in the political scope of the United States. Oh, not at all. I don't think he actually had an understanding of, like, one, what entails in a presidency, two, what the Trump campaign is exactly doing in terms of, like, economic policy, in terms of foreign affairs, in terms of, like, so many other factors. I don't think that he is well-versed on that. He, I think Kanye, and again, I could be extremely wrong on this, but the impression I get from him is that he's an incredibly hardworking and intensely motivated and focused individual on one to two to three things at a time. Mm-hmm. So he'll look at his music, and I feel like he's the type of dude who, like, when he's in music mode, nothing else is going down. When he's in business mode, nothing else is going down. When he's, like, designing fashion products, nothing else is going down. And I feel like just politics is kind of outside of that realm of expertise. And I think that might end up actually turning out to be one of his new, like, hobbies and passions, the same way that he transformed his career into, like, a fashion artist and icon. I think he might start to try and rebrand himself as a politician that way moving forward. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah, it's a very strange move, but at the same time, like when you're someone who's Kanye, the and you want to become bigger, and Kanye always is striving to be even bigger than he currently is. Because yes, he is one of, if not the biggest musical artist in the United States at the moment. But the only way for him to expand from where he is now is to get on a presidential level. And then literally everyone in the country well, I wouldn't and say it's other the countries. Only way. Well, sorry. I guess in his eyes right now, and yes. like it's one of the only ways that, and I don't know any other ways. That's why I said the only way. But yeah, like, to I get mean, on like, that level the guy of could status, get involved with like the Chicago Bulls, and then become like a mini- minority owner of it. I That's don't, true. I don't know the ownership structure of it, so I can't I don't really either. talk too much about that. But you know, like you, you become the owner of like a, a sports team. Like look at Mark Cuban. You know, Mark Cuban's like. You know, he's on Shark Tank. He's owner of the Mavs. Like, dude almost owned the Cubs, too. Like, this, That's wild. Like, it's. I think 
I think what's interesting that's happening in terms of like our culture. By the way, sorry, if you're hearing weird noises, that's me eating fun dip right now. Yeah, it's Halloween. Yeah, sorry, I've been eating. Yeah, it's Halloween right now. It's Halloween. I'm in my costume. Yeah, he's in, he's, in a, uh, uh, he's in a tiger onesie right now. He calls himself a hood-ass tigger. <laughs> His words, not mine. I'm dead. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, sorry, continue. My bad. But yeah, so like basically the interesting part about our culture right now is how much um, your typical celebrity used to be your um, your musicians and your actors. And it was kind of like a very small pool of people. And now you're really starting to see, especially with the emergence of the internet, mm-hmm. a huge expansion of celebrities. And a lot of these celebrities like, you know, like John McCain mm-hmm. is a celebrity now, even yeah. though he just passed away you know like these these politicians especially in the united states are incredibly famous and have so much power over people and not just that just people that have these political beliefs that have these channels like the ben shapiro's of the world even the different newscasters like philip defranco yeah all these people like they're incredibly famous and in fact they might even be more powerful than most news networks well it's a huge shift which is just like it's strange and interesting to see because like we're young like i'm 22 you're 21 and we're right at the beginning of it. Yeah. I really feel like, like everything is going to be moving towards creator-driven content. And, like, I, I feel like we're very much moving away from, like, even, like, I'm not, I'm not sure if anyone's a huge fan of Family Guy. I'm a massive fan of Family Guy. You're fucking, a massive fan of every cartoon. I love fucking cartoons, man. And... Family Guy constantly jokes about how networks are going to be taken down and like how networks are going to be like the thing of the past. Like there's one, I forget what episode, if someone can find it and send it to me, that'd be fucking amazing. But I I doubt anyone listening is really that dedicated. But there's an episode of Family Guy where where, uh, Stewie actually points at the little fox. Yes, Stewie Griffin. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Where Stewie points at the little fox logo in the bottom corner of the screen and he goes, this, this is the thing of the past now. And they were talking about YouTube at the time in the show. And I really feel like all media and like how people are going to be consuming media is going, is completely, not to like completely change the topic off Kanye, but I feel like everything is going to be pushed towards the end. It's a whole lot of nothing. Honestly, yeah. There's, we're, not, we're, not, we're not talking about one thing, so it's going to be a lot of things. But anyway, I feel like everything's going to be, uh, eventually like YouTube is going to take over as like the biggest thing where people gather all their content ever. Like no longer TV, no longer radio. Oh, I know that no one really goes to radio unless you're in the car, but I well, feel there's still a big, uh, a big platform on Sirius. That's true. That's true. Satellite radio is big. Well, satellite radio will give you radio from other, from outside of your city. It'll give you radio from all around the fucking world. Yeah. But like, I'm just talking about regular radio. I, I guess I, I'm, I don't, I'm not, I'm not really like versed on the facts of Sirius satellite radio, but I do feel like, content like brought to you by individuals is going to become way bigger than content brought to you by corporations and networks eventually not soon right now but eventually i feel like individuals are going to have more of a voice than corporations and when that happens that's when i feel like it'll boom even more to a point where this is now looping back to your original point saying how individuals that are not necessarily people who are traditionally supposed to be famous are getting a lot more clout yeah. and getting a lot more traction within their community and within the general, like within pop culture, really. And I do, I eventually, I feel like we're going to get to a point where there's so many people that, that are just putting out content on their own and getting themselves famous that like a celebrity will literally be anyone. And like, I know we're already at that point to an extent, but I feel like it's going to get even crazier. It's going to be at more scale. And I find one thing I'll add to that point is I think it's like, like you said, it's in the future. I think for most 
if not just at least some industries, yes, it's a little more distant, mm-hmm. but it's already happening. Like, oh, 100%. Already. Yeah. So, like, for example, like, Jake Paul was on Disney. Fuck that nigga. Sorry. Just had to. <laughs> had to say it. <laughs> Jake Paul was on Disney and then he was kicked off. And if you look at this guy, the dude is rolling and absolutely rolling in cash. Yep. I think he signs like each member of Team 10 for like 20 or 30% of their earnings. So he retains all that. The dude's got this massive business empire. As much as I don't like the guy, oh, like, I can respect the I game. can really respect like the hustle and like yeah. at least like how he's trying to change things, which mm-hmm. is certainly interesting. And if you if you have the chance to watch the eight-part super long series of Shane Dawson on uh, about Jake Paul, it's basically like Shane Dawson, who's been around. For those of you that are listening, who don't know, if you're listening, there's a good chance you know because this blew up. Um, Shane Dawson is this creator who's been on YouTube for like since the beginning. He's like an OG YouTube guy, and so every now and then he'll take these like massive YouTube celebrities and kind of like get behind the scenes with them, really get intimate and getting getting to know them. Uh, on a personal level, and he this, did this eight-part series on Jake Paul that was just fantastically done. Like, interviewed his ex, interviewed like ex-business partners. Oh shit! Like, like he went in depth. Like, like went to like his house right now. Like, like brought a psychologist with him. Like, literally did everything, and it was just so fascinating, kind of seeing the behind the scenes of like what you typically don't see. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because right now, like. I think the last time I checked, within like five days, the eighth part, and not even the beginning, the eighth, people were so interested in the finale of it that in eight days it had like 14 or 15 million views. Holy shit. So like you're talking about like something that is literally so much more powerful than any news network out there. Oh, 100%. Like entertainment news is not getting that sort of traffic. Nope. And what's really, really freaking cool about it is that I saw on Twitter like yesterday, two days ago... Shane Dawson tweeted at Justin Bieber to, he's like, hey, I have a project in mind. Um, You don't have to do it, but like hit me up if that's something you're interested. So obviously it'd be like a similar type of series. Yeah. And the way I'm looking at this, I'm like, if you're Justin Bieber and one, you feel misunderstood, that's a great opportunity because honestly, I'm a bit more, I'm a lot more empathetic towards Jake Paul right now than I was like before because you actually got to see it and it was that well done. So you're Justin Bieber and you have, you, he really needs empathy from a lot of people because, like, really, Justin Bieber. I does? think so, bro. Like that guy has a hard life. Like oh, he def- cannot I'm not, go. I'm not out- debating he doesn't. But no, like-, like he can't even go outside, man. And so, so basically, like you got Justin Bieber on a true A-list celebrity. Yeah, you're not looking at YouTube numbers of 14, 15 million people. You're looking at YouTube numbers of 14, 15 million people. Plus, everybody else who follows pop culture outside through traditional media sources, whether that's TMZ, whether that's less traditional but kind of getting more that way, BuzzFeed, yeah. or other, other sources, you're going to get CNN talking about this. Yeah. You're going to get like all these like major news networks talking about this one guy on YouTube. Where did he come from? Well, the guy's been around forever. You guys just haven't been paying attention. And that's what I find is so cool is that we live in a world today where these creators and these creative people – they're they're normal like you know it's like it's not like you're justin bieber all the time where you're like some gorgeous kid from canada with a a beautiful voice and sing pretty songs for like pretty girls you know it's like you're you can be some like 
almost dumbass, you know, from Ohio. Not almost. You can be a dumbass. You can be a dumbass, a blonde dumbass from Ohio, and become one of the most powerful people in the world because of it. Yeah. Like, the dude's, dude's easy making seven figures. And, like, he talks about how, like, some, like and back to Jake Paul, like, seven figures per brand deal. Per brand yeah. deal. That's that's where, like, a lot of people, for people who don't really understand how, like, online marketing and, like, or how, even how musicians or even people who are funding their, their own career that's a major way of like how people make money. So Instagram posts, when you're partnered with some, like another brand, that is where a lot of like content creators make their money when they pair with brands like honey. Like I've seen so many Mm -hmm. videos, like YouTube, YouTube creators that'll, that'll do a partnership with honey and they'll be like, yo, they'll do a little promo for honey and what it is. We're not sponsored by honey. I ain't saying shit, but Go check it out if you want. But then they'll get paid off of that and they make so much more money than leave and make off of the views of the video. Just for context, if anyone's listening and doesn't know what Honey is, uh, basically Honey is a plug-in. They ain't paying me nothing. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't spreading nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. There's, Go for there's it. like three people going to be listening to this. Yeah, facts. But no, like uh, if you don't know what Honey is, Honey is a plugin in Google Chrome and it's free. You download it and it's super cool. Like I use it. It, and, it gives you basically when you're going to go check out at like Amazon or any sort of online shopping place, it'll try a bunch of different product codes and get you a cheaper price. Or yeah, the it automatically price. puts in like coupon codes. Yeah, on on checkout, so it's you save cool. anywhere from like ten to twenty percent on stuff, which is pretty yeah. rad, especially when you have bigger purchases. Yeah, exactly. Like it's 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 wild. It's wild. Honestly, so, yeah, uh, honey, I'm expecting a check in the mail. Um, yeah, you could, you could just, just DM me or email me. You know, know. like a a fat check for a free service. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Just a fat check. Like what? Three cents. Oh, hopefully. Like if I'm lucky, bro, like three cents would be fucking amazing. (laughs) Um, okay. Do you, this is, this is another thing I was thinking of while you were, while you were talking about, uh, about the, about content creators. So do you think that in the future, we're going to be leaning more towards all content being brought to you by individual creators creating that content putting it on a streaming service like youtube or an audio streaming service like spotify apple music whatever it is or even twitch yeah like and live streaming and stuff like that but anyway do you think that that's the way we're going where almost all of our content in the future will be created by individuals or do you think that companies are or like at least big networks that distribute content like cnn or fox news or whatever do you think they're going to try and start adopting these creators that are actually gaining traction into their current network and updating their entire framework to stay in business i love this question because like there's kind of like three ways three parts of it that i'm going to answer so i think these three things are going to happen the vast majority of it is you're going to have individual creators that are going to start to emerge in whatever niche it is, whether that's political news, whether it, could, it could even be like geography. You're talking about rocks, you know, and you're the rock expert. You're going to have all these people emerging, and they're going to be delivering amazing content. They're going to really start to displace other traditional news sources. Then the second thing you're also going to have is you're going to have these people, and some of them, when they have a broader niche, for example, Philip DeFranco, mm-hmm. and his is just daily news, daily news across the world, really uh, important political topics, especially in the United States, um, other world events that happened, like yesterday he was talking about the airplane crash in Jakarta, mm-hmm. or all these other things, broad news. You're going to see people with broader niches like this, because their niche is not quite as specific, they're going to be able to reach more people. Mm-hmm. And so you, when you have a platform of like 500,000, a million, 5 million, or like Philip DeFranco, like 6.5 million or something, 
you're going to start developing teams. So you're going to have these individual creators that start to outsource some of their content. Uh, so they're going to have a film guy, someone that's filming them. They're going to have an editor. They're going to have a storyboarder. And they're going to have a, a producer and all these other things. So you're going to get a lot of people like that. So they're going to become a network themselves almost. Yes. So you're going to have these creators. They're going to start small, grow out, and become their own network. And they're all going to do it online because it's the easiest place to access it. Do you feel that, like, sorry, not to, not to cut yeah, you yeah, off, with, but with, with stuff like that, if that's the way that things are, are going, do you think that now we're going to be getting more biased news because we're, they're going to be based more off of personal opinions of individual creators? Yes and no. Because what's going to happen is you're going to get people that are going to subscribe to more right-wing leaning things like like the Ben Shapiro show yeah. or uh, Louder with Crowder. Mm -hmm. And they're going to subscribe to these things because that's the content that they want to see mm -hmm. and they want to hear opinions that are similar to them. And you know what? That's totally okay. It's how things always, always yeah, go, even with big networks right now. Exactly. Right? It's like the difference between CNN and Fox News. Yep. But the thing is that's different is that it's not going to feel quite as biased because it's more transparent. So... Ben Shapiro is very transparent about his views um, of what, pretty much any topic, whether that's like the economy or like social issues. He's very, very transparent with that. Whereas somebody with Fox News, they'll they'll always be promoting right wing propaganda or whatever you want to call it. The agenda. The agenda. Yes, that's probably a better word. Uh, same with CNN as well. They're going to be promoting that sort of agenda, but they're not going to specify that we are the left network. We are yeah. the right network. Well, they're never going to say that because then that puts them in a box. Exactly. Whereas yeah. these creators have that freedom. And the nice thing about the audiences is we have such a high bullshit meter, mm -hmm. which is why we don't consume traditional media the same way. Yeah, that's true. So when you're looking at CNN or you're looking at Fox News, MSNBC, or even CBC here in Canada, and you look at this and you you can tell you're like, this this is like a hit piece. Yeah. You know, and like like what's the point of this? And it's mm -hmm. different if you see a a creator, like an individual that is making a hit piece because you can tell that's their opinion. Yeah. But when you feel like an opinion is an entire network of people from the CEO down and that's being propagated onto you to maybe make you think just like them, that's where there's a problem. And the nice thing about these creators is that they enable more conversation. That's true. And the more conversation that there is, the healthier of a place it is. Yeah, I guess like if one, one creator is putting out a bunch of left-wing left stuff and there's a right-wing creator that's like, yo, I don't believe in that, they have the freedom to come up and actually go directly at them and, and not just that, converse with them or well, even I'm talking about the conversation is like them. in the comments. Oh, yeah. So like you're going to have like like the, like, you know, like... Comment sections are going to be getting yeah. even more ruthless in the future, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you know what? That's... that's Nothing beats classic YouTube, though. I know. That's, that's part of what makes it great. And then... Oh, yeah. And then I'll, I guess I'll continue with my points. So those yeah, yeah, are the first on. two. And the third thing that you're going to see is kind of you alluded to it, and I think only the smart networks are going to be doing it. And that's when you're going to have these major networks, whether it's news, whether it's sports or weather, and they're going to start also creating their own content team. So right now you're already seeing it uh, in Canada in the sports world. For example, Steve Dangle... Huge hockey YouTuber for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's dude. Dude's great in the terms of the the hockey field. Like I'm a I'm a big hockey fan. I'm, go Habs, go! But that's beside the point. So Sportsnet, one of Canada's leading sports uh, sports networks, took on Steve Dangle. Now now they have his own show. Like he he writes his own columns, and then they have their own like live Twitter 
show with Jason York, and I can't remember. Is it? I think it's with Dave Amber as well. So now they've got like three major media stars, one from new content, mm-hmm. two from more traditional but are also new within that space, and they're promoting them through Twitter Live, which is really interesting, as well as they're combining it with his own YouTube channel as well as traditional written-formed content. TSN, which is like my personal favorite sports network here in Canada, has Bardown.com, and Bardown.com, they have this like team of like five or six people, and they make they have they make YouTube content for the TSN YouTube channel slash Bardown YouTube channel, which is always like super interesting. Then they have uh, the Bardown Instagram, which is linked to TSN. Then on television, they have like some specials with these guys on them as well. So they kind of connect traditional with the new, mm-hmm. and I find that really really interesting. And That's smart. really smart. Yeah, and. Yeah. I don't know if this is happening in the United States as well, but I know for Canada in terms of sports networks, it's really cool to see. And what I find really interesting is how TSN and Sportsnet, even though the direct competitors competitors are doing it a little bit differently, which is really really fascinating. Huh, that's really cool to see like actual like innovation within the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah and like I haven't. I, maybe it's because I'm ignorant. Maybe it's because most of the news media I consume is through new, newer formed content as opposed to traditional. But I haven't seen that in terms of like political news or just world and global news, like on any of those stations. Like whether that's CNN, I guess CNN did do did purchase Casey Neistat's company for twenty five million, but at the same time they didn't do that. They did that more from intellectual property like standpoint. Yeah, not really like a business standpoint or. No, it was like it wasn't like it was for business. It okay. was an investment. Yeah. But I think the purpose of them investing twenty five mil into Casey Neistat's company Beam. Do you mm-hmm. know what Casey Neistat is? Yes, I, I, okay, I yes, yes. Um so I think the purpose It's got that weird nose. <laughs> so I think the purpose of that um, was so that they'd have the IP of his team and the content that they made because they created an app originally, but then they also had like huge amounts of talent within new media and they were going to create their own YouTube channel separate from CNN. It was just going to be owned by CNN, but kind of operated by Casey and his team. Oh, okay. So completely like autonomous. Yeah. Okay, so okay. It, was, it was kind of just like they'd be like the board of directors and kind of like where the money is coming from, but they wouldn't have as much input. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it wasn't, and it was more of an alternative news thing. So it wasn't like the important stuff, like, you know, the midterm elections in the United States coming up next week. It would mm-hmm. be like, you know, like there's there's like these fake phone farms in Thailand, you know, that are like making fake accounts and like we're investigating this. Mm. So it'd be like the more interesting sort of news as opposed to like yeah. the incredibly important Okay, okay. I see what, I see what you So I guess that's one example. But it's really interesting kind of seeing how there are some companies that are thinking a little bit ahead, and they're also involving new media with the traditional. And I think it's smart because you're going to have – with new media, you're bringing in a younger audience. Yep. And with traditional media, you're bringing in a much older one. And when you can combine the two, then you're introducing an older demographic to – these new creators and you know they might get along with them they might just say like oh these this is so, so gimmicky yeah and then you're also going to be introducing these like younger people like maybe people our age younger kids and they're going to come up and they're going to be a little more a little more accustomed and then they it's really interesting because it makes them able to come up with decisions on the content that they like and then they become the essential market that decides where things go Okay, so it puts everything like it puts the power like gives the power to the people more. Yeah. Okay. It I think takes so. takes it out of the hands of CEOs and whatnot that run the networks. Yes. Yes. Okay. And I think that's what you're gonna see over the future is you're gonna see a lot 
and a lot of the middleman, which would be like any sort of network or even in music, because like I'm obviously like the music guy is on the other end of the other mic. <laughs> um, and but no, even in music, you're starting to see it like Chance the Rapper. You know, like, yeah, dude's uh, not signed. I'm, I'm really looking forward to, like, I'm so much looking forward to the same thing that's happening within news today and, and how people consume content that just for entertainment. I'm so excited for music to finally move fully into that exact same realm. Exactly. And that's, kind, yeah. like, sorry to interrupt, no, 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 go, but, go, go, like, go. that's kind of going back to what I was saying earlier about how some industries are going to be a little slower adapting than others. And I think music is going to be a little bit slower because traditionally the cool thing to do is, like, you know, like, you work your ass off. You go, you put out good music or sometimes terrible music, but there's a lot of it. Or maybe you're, it's terrible music, but you're an interesting character. So somebody signs you, you know, and the goal is to get signed by a big record label. And it's starting to shift from that. It's starting to shift being like, wait, why would I go to a record label when there's Spotify? Yeah. You know, or like Apple Music. Yeah. And like all I have to do is like have one or two songs that like get on a popular playlist. Exactly. You know, like you get a, there's playlists with like 20 million followers on them. Yeah. You update that and there's like a new song on it and it happens to be like a banger and that's a Roland Prince banger. It's on that. It's like, well, why would I go to Def Jam? Yeah, when you, you know, when you already like, have your own yeah, with the um, just to, just to branch off of that, I really feel like it's it's going when we get to a point where, like, we're already at a point now where in, where there's artists like let, let's take Ugly God for an example. Ugly, my guy, my guy, I fucking love Ugly oh, God. Thanks, Ugly, Ugly God. Like my boy across the table from me Woo! is the same age as Ugly God. Yeah, my and guy. Ugly God went from SoundCloud to just fucking stardom, all from just doing exactly what you were saying, like. No, but People he also made it, it unique. That's, he made it unique. He's true, the first true. rapper to go out there and talk about toes. Like, bro. He's the first. <laughs> like, Ugly God should, like, own, like, he should, like, have a trademark on toes. On, on just toes or on, or, or on, uh, on the on entire the word, FTBT, like, on, uh, FTBT collective. first, but, like, if he, like, if he trademarked toes, that man would make so much money. I don't know if you can trademark toes because everyone's got them, but like, just, if you just can. The word, like, just the word, just man. the word. Just the word. Like... But like it's used it's used in a film. There goes 10k to Ugly God's pocket. I'm dead. If anyone sucks on a toe in anything, it's just like, oh, it's like, it's like you know that right scene there. for the 40 year old virgin. Yeah. Oh, he got paid for that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but I am looking really forward to to when to like I know artists already right now. There's a ton of artists that are popping off in the game that just put out their own music on their own terms, on their own. It was no label. They just did what they wanted and eventually got traction and they started doing everything on their own. But and then they started moving more towards the labels. But with, like that's basically the formula that's happening right now is artists will get themselves big enough, and then when a, when a label sees that they're on a on a certain level that they've achieved on their own, then they'll extend a, a branch out and be like, "What well, would you would you like to work with us?" And that's how that's how st- like artists like that's how groups like Brockhampton they got their start on YouTube and whatnot, and then eventually I believe I believe they're signed to Sony. I believe then then Sony reaches out and like, "Yo, come work with us." They get signed and then pop up. So that we still have the traditional business model of music in that sense where... It's the starting point is different. Exactly. So now that's why I'm saying in the future, I feel like it, like that's why music is, like you were saying before, it's going to be one of those business, like those businesses, the music business is going to take a little bit longer to adjust, but we're already starting to see adjustments right now with how artists can get their entire, like, entire fan base basically started on their own, get big enough, and then get signed. But I guess where I'm, where I'm actually going to lead into my point is, do you think, how long, sorry, how long do you think it's going to be until artists are getting to us, building themselves up still, so the same business model we have now, building themselves up, but managing to keep their entire career floating 
without being signed and that be a common thing? Honestly, I think within the next five years. Within the next five. Five yeah. five years, you'll start to see it a lot more. I'm no expert on this. This is just like Sorry, my Andy. intuition again. So I'd say within the next five to ten years, it's going to be like probably the most common thing. Mm-hmm. Because what's going to happen is like you're going to get these people, they're going to be putting music on Spotify. They're going to be putting music on SoundCloud. They're going to be p- putting music on um, not iTunes, on uh, Apple Music. And they're going to be putting it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing about YouTube, there's AdSense revenue. You know, you know, there's like so many different ways to stack your income on that. But it's like, why would I sacrifice like my like artistic integrity, like to, to go with a label that's going to cut away some of my money and like may only like accelerate me getting faster a little bit quicker. But, you know, like if I'm playing this for the long term game, I can do this on myself or I can hire those people myself. So you're saying the switch is actually not going to be in the mentality of the labels. It's going to be in the mentality of the actual content creators themselves. Yes. Whether and, that's and in them video, personally not photo, to. or music. I think every form of content, you're just going to see people being like starting their own stuff because yeah. like they don't, they don't need that. Like, and when you have major success stories like Chance, yeah. you look at this and like, well, if he can do it, yeah, like, then, like I feel like a it lot opens of, the door. I feel like a lot of people are really scared of trying to achieve a, like success on a massive scale. Yes. I, I feel like a lot of people are really scared of that and think that it's completely outside of their realm of possibility. And I'm not a person who has anything. I can't really say that. Yeah, I'm a whole a per- lot of nothing. I got a whole lot of nothing. Like, sure, I've done. But you want to turn it to something? Exactly. I just feel like if people actually aren't scared or aren't daunted by like seeing exactly how much success they want to achieve and then figuring out exactly how much work is involved in getting that. I feel like people have stopped being scared of how much work you have to do and stop being scared of the ridicule you might get from other people. That's when I feel like we're going to get a lot more content creators that are actually like positive. As soon as people get yes. through their heads, yo, who gives who gives a shit about what all these other people might say about your shit? Who who care? I know I'm turning into Gary Vee right now. But uh, <laughs> hustle. Hustle, bro. <sighs> um, but I just feel like there's going to be event like we're we're getting to a turning point where like the younger generation doesn't give a fuck. The, bro, they're the most like Honestly, I think they're going to be so business savvy. That's what I mean. They're they like, don't give a shit I about don't, what I don't, I don't about think anything. people are giving them credit like No. Like when you have like ten year olds that are like have millions of followers, brand deals coming out like out their ears on musically. Like that is like that's actually like them becoming celebrities. Exactly. Like they're literally like they're becoming celebrities like through these platforms. Like that boggles my mind. And the fact that people are like, that's ruining us. I'm like, no, it's just different media. Mm-hmm. It's different forms of media. And like Never be afraid of new forms of media, you know, because it's like the easiest thing to be afraid of is something you don't understand. So if you yep. don't play around with it, then you're never actually going to know how it works. And going back to your point, how like you said, a lot of people feel like it's daunting to think of big goals and big dreams. And I th- and you always talk like people talk about like the hard work and the effort that comes into it. Mm-hmm. I think and I was we were talking about this on the bus uh, in Toronto like a few days ago. And like one of the points I was saying is like. I feel like most people forget that hard work just means a lot of time, oops, a lot Fuck. of tiny mini decisions done consistently. Yep. So it's it's just do things small and bit by bit. Like you don't need to be celebrating big successes because they're not going to come unless you have the, the that foundation, those building blocks. Yeah. So if you just focus on like going one step at a time and like not worrying about like the destination but just worrying about and just caring the journey. About, not worrying but caring about the journey 
that's when I think people get choked out because it's that fear. Yeah. That fear comes when you feel like something is not achievable. Definitely. I, I really I really think that like now now that oh, sorry, just checking the time. Um we only got three we three more minutes left. Uh but I really feel like now that we're getting more towards like now that the actual process of becoming a celebrity, process of making a business, the process of whatever it is that you want to achieve, it's getting so much easier now that we have the internet, now that we have a means that you can connect to people in all the way on the other side of the world in in a second just by posting something or using the right hashtag. I believe that we're going to get an, an extremely big rise of entrepreneurs. I feel like we're going to get an extremely big rise of content, content creators. I feel like we're going to get an extremely big rise of musicians all within the next 10 to 15 years. And the like, it's becoming easy, because it's becoming easier to get yourself known. And I don't know what kind of crazy internet shit is going to be coming in the future, but I can only imagine it's going to be able to connect people even easier. Yes. And it, the, basically the amount of hard work that you're going to have to do is, is I feel like it's going to, like people will think that the process is getting easier in the sense that connection's easier. Yes, that's true. But there's going to be now so many other people yes, trying to compete. Effect. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So now that since there's a lot of people doing it, it's going to be, it's, it, I feel like it's going to be, it's still going to be easy in the sense that you have the access to the people, but what's hard is going to be get, getting their attention. And, and standing out from the entire group of masses of people that are yes, trying to do I the think, same thing. I think because we have to wrap this up, the, lo- the yeah, last yeah, point I'll, I'll leave to that is that, yes, it's going to be harder to differentiate yourself. Yes, it's going to be really challenging to do that. And yes, that it's going to be a marketplace that gets overcrowded in pretty 100%. much every single industry. But the thing is, is that there's almost 8 billion people on this planet, which... Like human beings, like we we can't even like comprehend like how much that is like. That's a lot it's of literally, it's people. literally impossible to comprehend that amount of, yeah, of like of people. people. But here's the thing: when there's that many people in the world, that means there is so much opportunity. Yeah. All you need is like a thousand people that care about you to actually make a decent living. Oh, a hundred percent. And like, yes, that's challenging. That's not easy. But that is nothing in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. So I guess I'll kind of end it on this and you can you can say your last words too. But it's like if you have a, a goal and a dream, break it up into pieces. That's what we're trying to do. We're a whole lot of nothing, which means as of right now, we're nothing. But we're on that journey and we're excited to kind of record this podcast as we document it because, you know, that's, that's what we like to do. Hope you enjoyed this uh, little conversation because it was a whole lot of nothing. Maybe it turned into something. Maybe turn it into something. If you have nothing, we also have nothing. You can take your nothing and turn it into something. I know we said that a lot, but that's our tag phrase. So we're just going to put it in here as many times as we can. Thank you so much for tuning in to the first ever episode of A Whole Lot of Nothing with my boy, Jamie Lee, and myself, Roland Prince. I really hope you enjoyed it. We'll be created to try and do these at least once a week and, uh, and put them out on YouTube and SoundCloud and most likely on streaming services like Spotify and Apple Music as well. But it might be a little while until that happens. Anyway, thank you so much for tuning in. Please like and subscribe and comment down below. Do you like toast?